It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Cavs, 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 Cavs. Cavaliers last night. Ten minutes in your guys' ears, bro. Down 11 in the fourth at the Knicks, which was a little (laughs) perplexing, even though they lost by 11 to the Knicks earlier this year. Um, They clawed back. Mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell played. He clearly um, looked okay for most of the game. Mm -hmm. Down the stretch, he just wasn't good. Missed some shots. He did miss some He shots. took the shot as on the on the last possession. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I didn't, I didn't like, like him penetrating against a seven-footer. I thought there could have been a foul it, called. He kind of went – he went straight up, so it really wasn't a foul. I, I mean, I there, was under, yeah, there was contact. Yeah, I can understand there, there was he was trying to get the contact. Maybe if that game's in Cleveland, he gets a whistle. Maybe. But in New York, he obviously didn't get it. Uh, ball kicks back out to Mobley, who takes a shot from the elbow. Didn't, didn't love like, it when did, he took it. I, he, you know he what? Missed. He was trying to get to Dakaris Levert, but Mobley just kind of intercepted. He yeah, did. I, think right. it. I, I think you're right. I think <laughs> yeah. you're exactly right. And I'd rather have Evan Mobley take the last shot than Dakaris Levert, so I'm okay, okay. with well, well, that. But, it t- but it's a tough it, shot. It's an I th- the troubling thing for me was uh, Julius Randle had eight. <laughs> I mean, I think he just hit another one at Madison <laughs> Square Garden. <laughs> he finished with 36, 13 rebounds. And I... There were a lot of things that I didn't like, but the one thing that glares at you is that that guy shouldn't have 36 points yeah, that was... in a game where Mobley and Allen are playing. He uh, just had too many open looks. He hit too many shots. What do you make of the loss last night? Should Are we overstating the importance of it? I mean, they had a game earlier on where Brooke Lopez made seven threes against them. So, like, if, if who do you want shooting the ball, Brunson or Julius Randle? I'll take my <laughs> chances with Julius Randle. Like, some of it, I think, is – you want him taking those shots, and you're going to play the odds that he's not going to make them. Well, he made them last night, so you tip your hat to him and, and you move on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. We had the game on. Ty and I were record, recording a podcast they, last night. Both watching the game. Yeah, while he's talking on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we had, they, they, we had the game on in the background, but I didn't see every single play of it. Um, it it's it's a bad loss only because they were in position to win it. I I don't mind Donovan going on Julius at the end of the game. It's a mismatch. It's, it should be in Donovan's favor, you mm-hmm. would think. Um, so I, I, I thought it was okay. But I do think just in general, the Cavs late game execution, yeah. it's fair to have questions about it I right just now. Don't, just for some odd reason, it, it just turns into ISO Donovan. I think that's just kind of lazy. Like I, I get that Donovan's the best player on the team and you want him taking the shot. But at least draw something up. Like, come on. Do, so when, do something. When, when Kyrie was early in his career and Byron Scott was the coach, Byron used to call four flat in every situation, end game scenario where – Literally, you put the ball in Kyrie's hand at the top, and the other four dudes lined up along the baseline, and it was go make a play. And I asked him about it. He's like, he's the best guy on the floor. He's our he's our playmaker. I want the ball in his hands at the end. Give him a chance one on one to go make a play with somebody. And if you start running, if you run pick and roll with Donovan, you you know now maybe you're forcing the ball out of his hands and forcing it to somebody else because maybe the Knicks trap him in the corner. You know what I mean? But don't you want you want your best player to have a ball in his hands? Why? Because ultimately he's going to make the best decision. And that's Whether what they that had. be him taking the shot or him passing out of. It. And that's what they had. They had the ball in Donovan's hands at the end of the game in a mismatch against the big where he, he has a couple of options. To, he just missed the shot and didn't get the He got by play. the first guy. He definitely got – no, it was Julius Randle. He took yeah, no, straight he to went, the cup. Went, he went right by him. I think it was what Jericho but Sims. My problem was I, I almost – I was wondering, did they let him get by him? Because you you got a seven-footer standing at the rim. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's true. And, and I it want, didn't work out. I think that – They almost the, baited him into the, that. One thing that looks like it's becoming a problem is that our team doesn't do well against stretch bigs. I think that's what it is. If you got a stretch, you see that, Jay? You got a, if you got a center that can shoot, like, well, Julius Randle is a center slash forward. You got a guy that can stretch the floor out and can knock those three downs. That's twice this year. Well, baby. a lot of teams have problems with guys like that's that. That's true. And that's what I meant, why I mentioned Brooke Lopez earlier. The Bucks had a game earlier this year where Brooke hit seven threes. But if you tell me either the ball's going to be in Giannis's hands or we're going to have Brooke <laughs> shoot seven threes. Yeah. I'm going to take Brooke shooting seven Absolutely. threes every time. That's a fact. And he happened to make them. So I do think at times 
at times it feels like the Cavs are giving up too many wide open threes, especially that Golden State game the other night. Oh my yep. God, <laughs> yeah, dudes were shooting wide open. No one near them. So there are times where I don't know if it's a rotation thing. I don't know. I haven't looked at it that closely, but um, there, there's times where it's an issue, 100. percent But it's a young team figuring it out. This is the first time with a real closer in Donovan. Like Darius is not a closer. He's not the guy he was last year. But if you're trying to win a title, I think you want the ball in Donovan's hands, not Fair. Darius's hands. That's what, when you do it that way, to your, I love the word you used, lazy. Because when you're doing it that way and you're just going on the assumption that it's, it can't be Darius, I don't know why it can't be Darius sometimes. Because if it's always going to be Donovan and the opposition is going to know that, it's easier to stop. If you have a second option that is a legitimate option that you know they're not afraid to go to, I saw Darius be that guy last year. And I don't know it's, why he's having a problem being that guy with Donovan on the floor, but he is. Well, it, I mean, he wasn't at Memphis. He didn't have Donovan on the floor, and he missed an open three. He, he tried to get to the rim. He got the shot blocked. He's not very big. Darius is not very I big. Know. And it's going to be an issue. He's got to get bigger and stronger. And but if in, everyone's going to collapse on Donovan, he'll get open it, looks. I don't want to put Donovan in the LeBron category. He's not. But <laughs> the ball is always in LeBron's hands at the end of the game. Right. The ball is always in Michael's hands at the end of the game. That's where you and, – and that's why those guys are so good because you know where it's going and Kobe's going to make that shot anyway. Now, Donovan is not in that category or in that class, but that's his role. That doesn't mean he takes every last shot. He can make the open pass to Darius. But you want – that's why Donovan's here is you want the ball in his hands and coaches will tell you. <clears throat> I've mentioned Mike Brown a couple times. I'll go back to the Detroit game, the LeBron game when he just scored The last 30, 25 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, like, were you drawing things up? He's like, I'm drawing them up. <laughs> he said, just give them, just go, play ball. just go. Yeah. And he said, we had, a, we had a timeout where the coaches were going to tell him something. And Mike goes, no, 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 no. We ain't telling him nothing. Let <laughs> him go. Put the ball in his hands yeah, but, you know, and let him cook. To your point, it's the rare bird that you can do that with. And, and Donovan is not that no. guy. I actually, I was disappointed in not just the end of game scenario, but I thought his last three shots were not great shots. He shot three. He, he missed shot he, two threes, right? Yeah, but I thought, you know, he, I'm, in that situation, I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's JB. I'm losing a lot of confidence in JB. A lot close of people and late. are. Well, it, close and late. I, look, that's where NBA coaches make their that's money. That's where they make it. That's yep. where they're making their money, and yep. they're really making their money in playoff series close and late. Yes. And if it's problematic in regular season close and late, what do you think it's going to well, be in the playoffs? I, that was my big knock on him last year in the play-in play play game. Right. I think he just flat out I, got out Especially that I Atlanta agree Hawks. With you. No, he I just agree. flat out got out coach. I agree 100%. And they may have to ultimately make changes. Not not firing JB, but in terms of offensive and bringing in offensive minds. Like right. There's other things that you can do um, to, to try and mitigate that. Because I, I, I can't argue. I do think it's a concern. Uh, especially in a playoff series, and that's why I thought it was so detrimental to the Cavs not to get that playoff series last year. JB needs it just as much as the players they do. They need the reps. But, yeah. but the coach needs it of knowing we're going to play this team seven times or, okay, we can run this screen action over here. We can get Evan on, the short, on, on a short pick and roll here, short side pick and roll, but they're going to take that away. So now what's my counter to that? Right. Like JB needs that just as much as the What do you think of Thibodeau, do. by the way, before I – make my next point. I like Tom. I, I do too. I, I, I like him a lot. He spent a year when he was kind of, you know, between jobs. Yeah. He's he the he, one that he, was got kicked out of Chicago for being too. He, he plays, he yeah, plays he, all his players he 47 and a half. Ice, yeah. ice, yeah. ice, yeah. ice. He's great yeah. for one season. And he, then it goes he, downhill after. The, just there is a burnout factor so with yes. him. In his year after Chicago, he came to ESPN and he actually, uh, he was a very smart guy. Very smart guy. He went on kind of a, NBA coaches tour where he would go to San Antonio and spend time looking at pop and studying with pop and pop was sharing some of his knowledge with him, which I thought was brilliant. He used that time to sort of go into the lab and to, yeah. and to become a better coach. And I always respected him for that. And we had some off air conversations about that process. And I've always thought, I just think he's a great tactician. I think he's a really good coach, but I thought last night when the Cavs did come back, I immediately thought to myself, coaching's going to be the difference down the stretch, and, and they've got the edge. And, and I a, think that's and what that's, we saw that's what scares me about the Cavs. And I was thinking that before this season started. When they got Donovan, I was excited, but I was like, 
I need to see JB develop as a coach. And I hope he can. I hope he can. I think the team responds if, to it. When they come down it. to it in the playoffs, that's going to be. Yeah. Because you got all the pieces. You got the you got the Johns and the Joes. It's going to come down to the X's and O's. It will. And he's done a really nice job instilling a defensive mindset in this team. Yes. And he should get full credit for that. It's, it's funny because it feels a little bit like Mike Brown the first time around where he everyone defends, 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 and the offense was a little scattershot. At times, it, we sort of get that same feeling here now. Yeah. But, but he's young enough in his career. This is his first real opportunity. Uh, I said it before, I thought he got screwed in Memphis. He was an interim in Houston, didn't mm-hmm. get that job. Got fired in Memphis when I, I didn't think he, that was warranted. This is his first real opportunity now yeah. to see what he can do as a head coach. I'm pulling NBA. for him. I want I him to be too, the guy. I want him to be the guy as well. I, I do. And, and he, he might end up being the guy. But sometimes you've seen this where organi- organizations grow at different rates and I'm 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 a little worried that this thing got too big too fast for the driver if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what I mean by that is he might be the perfect guy for a team who is on a slow trajectory to getting better. Mm -hmm. But what this Cavaliers team did overnight was went from one of these teams that has a chance in the East to here. Mm -hmm. And if the coaching talent isn't matched up with the playing talent, sometimes that becomes very obvious when you're watching playoff series in particular, when you're drawing up a lot of sets, coming out of timeouts, close and late. Like, I I hope he's up to that task. But what gets me, what frustrates me is that He's had successful games against. I mean, he beat Boston twice. I know. He's beat Milwaukee. He's beat but I, but some he, good coaches. In the regular season where we've learned that some teams take it seriously every night and yes. some, teams some teams don't. Some teams don't. In Boston, Milwaukee, you do Boston not. Boston and Milwaukee are know. veterans. No, and they, they, don't. they know to feather the accelerator. Nobody's floored to the like, pedal Cavs to the metal. beat Boston twice in like November, December. Yeah. Yeah. Boston don't, don't give a damn about games nope. in November, December. They're you playing for me. That second time around, it matter a little bit more. No, maybe a little more because <laughs> little they wanted more. revenge. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. You want to impress me? Beat Boston twice in a row in May. That would be really nice. It, it's a totally <laughs> different be, thing doing it in November. That's true. Here's the, I agree with that. Here's the one thing that I hate saying this. I hate saying this out loud, but <laughs> I've said this privately to some people. Like the, the Cavs transition from the end of the championship era into the start of this rebuild, I thought they made a ton of mistakes, and I wrote about them at length and <laughs> angered a lot of people in the organization. <laughs> And they've recovered from most of them. I thought they totally mishandled Colin, the Kyrie trade. They've tried to fit Colin into a role he wasn't capable of handling and all that stuff. But they've been able to pivot and adjust, and they've able to, been able to correct and fix a lot of the mistakes that they made from that whole transition. The one that may haunt them is firing Ty, because Ty Lu is in a different class when it comes to what we're talking about. ATOs, postseason series, adjusting, making adjustments, Ty is in a different level. Yeah. And I don't know that JB's not in that class, but I know Ty is. And he's got the reps. He's got he's the been reps. there and done that. That gives him cred with the players. Ty Lu is an elite head coach, in my opinion. Yeah. I love Ty. I, agree. I think he's fantastic. And I remember when the end, when the, we were getting toward the end of the run and everyone wanted to fire Ty and everybody was blaming Ty. I'm like, listen, I'm telling you right now, Ty is what is holding this together. Ty is not as wrong. What was wrong with the Cavs? Ty is what's holding this thing together. I think he is elite, and that yeah. may be the one thing that they may not be able to. Recover. How much but better we'll is see. this team if Ty was the coach today? Well, Ty, see, Ty is a veterans coach. He would be. It, so it would be right now. You wouldn't be able to tell because so he's preparing. Would you feel more confident playoffs. going into the playoffs? Yes, yeah. I would yeah. too. And Ty, Ty, Ty was really good for a veteran team. And because, like, he let him go get drunk for three days in Napa in the middle of the season. Like, all right, go ahead. Like, we're going to stop everything we're doing. Y'all go to Napa and have fun. 
and we'll catch you on the on the backside. And he gave them enough rope because it was a veteran team, and he knew how and when to pull them back in and get them ready for the playoffs. Ty is absolutely a postseason coach that I would want if my team's going to the playoffs. I want Ty because yeah. everybody everybody praised Brad Stevens for eight for people ATOs after timeout plays coming out of timeouts. Yep. It's crucial in playoff series. Brad Stevens it's got the all this in credit. Series. I really believe that. Oh, it's for sure. And Brad got all this credit in Boston for being this ATO mastermind. Ty cooked his ass. Yeah. Just cooked him <laughs> in playoff series on ATOs. And he never got the credit for it that he deserved. Yeah, it's too bad. All right. Uh, true or false is next. And we're changing it up. I, I guess there's a different way we're. I don't know what we're doing, but it's, Mikey says it's different. It's this just week. true or false advanced. This is true or false 2.0. So right. we've taken the production level of this game and we have upped it to a new level. Notch. Yes. And oh once again, God. I want to severely and sincerely apologize to the UCSS viewers for my putrid performance. Did you last get week. any right last week? I felt the hate. Who won? You did. Okay. Just, and you know what? I'm only asked that because Ty I, wasn't, Thomas he, wasn't here. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Eli Apple right there. That right there. I uh, asked a question. Eli I didn't Apple. smoke a cigar. That, that right there is that's Eli Apple. -ish. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Joe, Jay's never smoked in his life before. <laughs> Neither did Eli Apple. That was the, if right, so I here's... smoked, I would do it cool as hell. <coughs> my boy was board. doing this right here. <laughs> <laughs> Go look back at the tape. This is fine. You should break that down on the telestrator. Does I don't smoke, have so their I, I don't either. Yeah. But if I did, it would look better than that. Everyone I, has their whiteboard. I suck Go. at this game. Bull, Bull played this morning. Oh. Bull went four of eight. Just a heads up. So oh, he got four, four points. So is that the bar? Can, four of can he win? Eight? We have eight questions. There's eight questions here. Oh, my here. God in heaven. Today's subject. Are you guys ready? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Director Steve. Oh, hey. How well oh, do you guys God. know Director Steve? Oh, and you man. will see there's an added production bonus in here. So mm. let's take the first question. Steve, cue the music and take question one. Here we go. True or false, <laughs> Director Steve was once an active participant in a live Super Bowl halftime performance. Is that true or false? Boom, 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 boom. Time Jay, to say Jay, Jay Jason says false. I don't think you can dance, Steve. Sorry. Prove me wrong. I know Steve. Steve. Uh, I know that Steve is a... Like World-class musician. He's in the band. <laughs> oh, that's He's a true. band guy. That's but I'm going to say it was like a college bowl game he performed at halftime. So you're saying false? But right? I'm saying um, not a Super Bowl, no. Let's see. That is true. Oh, <laughs> I was at the San Diego Super Bowl, and it's I was part of the audience. We held up cards at halftime. Made it look like a little record spinning around. So that yeah. is true. He actually told me that he went to a Super Bowl. Wait a minute. What Super Bowl was that? Chargers was that the Buccaneers and the Chargers San Diego. versus somebody else? Wait, the San Diego's hosted a lot of Super Bowls. 98. He has no idea who played. He has no idea who played, but it was okay. in San Diego. And the Bucs were 2000, 2002 season, 2003. That was also in San Diego. So everybody in the crowd was part of the halftime show. Trick question, man. Trick question. Question number two. I, by the way, I like the Jeopardy touch where you go to the subject. I told you answer. we stepped up the production That's value high. here. We can't do it with real players, but with real Steve. That's Eli Apple next level. Yes. Okay, question number two. Director Steve won an ugly Christmas sweater at a live taping of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I'm going to go over this whole show. Tyvis says false. false. <laughs> Jay said true. Jay has a chance to. I mean, Jason has a chance, excuse me, to tie it up. Let's see the answer, Steve. As many times as I've been to New York City, I have never seen Jimmy <gasps> Fallon, so that yes. is completely false. <laughs> Suck at this game. Jason may be the worst true or false <laughs> of all time. He could be the athletics' greatest Cleveland writer you and know the what? world's worst. I've got a false. new idea. Try this. Whatever your gut is, go, go the other, the other way. way. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. As it stands so far, Tyvis is 2-0. Oh. You have these scores wrong already, Anthony. We're two questions in. You've got the scores wrong. That's on 
Yeah. Tyvis is two and one. We're oh. all one and one. No, I'm oh and two. Oh, you're oh and two? Tyvis, did you get the first one wrong? Yeah. I did not. I no, got he got it right. Correct. Yeah, he got it right. It's two and oh, one and one, oh and Hater. two. Anthony stepped. <laughs> My game has been stepped up. That build is coming on. <laughs> Question number three. Director Steve and his friends used to play in the sewers when they were bored as kids. Is that true or false? Was Steve a sewer kid? I hope I'm wrong on this, Steve, because I've shaken your hand. <laughs> true, true, true. Three trues. Will everyone be right? Let's know. Well, <laughs> that's actually true. Uh, we went to, uh, it wasn't a uh, sanitary sewer. It was a storm sewer. There were a couple open grates and stuff like that. We go in a few feet. So, yeah, we did. We did that. That's absolutely true. So, yeah, I, I talked to Steve. I know Steve. Uh, they, also, they also used to eat raw hamburger. <laughs> they used to do all kinds of dates, play into traffic. Look at that graphic. Oh, Anthony, that, that wins an award. So, Tyvis, you are 3-0. and oh. Jay? Two, I'm 2-1. Two and one. You've got to put Jay in. Okay. You have Jay and Jay. Here's the issue. This is why I screwed it up. He literally wrote J and then just put J for Jason. You're so almost as bad this show. week as you were last week <laughs> no, as a contestant. This is not me. My, I've been flawless. This is Anthony keeping score here that's messing himself Wait up. Wait a minute. Okay. I was here last week. Question four. And you watched me win. No. Bull Let's won take it. because he dropped the parlay. He said that if Bull would win, you would come right. in second and you right. would come in third. And Question Bull four. Director it was, Steve. Uh, I won two weeks ago. Yeah. When you suffered a season-ending hamstring injury during the first game of his adult softball league. 1998. See, this was tricky because I see I didn't talk to Steve, but I know Steve played softball. But I don't know if we. I, uh, he never said anything about an injury, so. Well, now I'm changing my answer. <laughs> Tyvis says false. Jay says true, and Jay Crawford says Jason. false says true. One of you guys is right. Two of you guys are wrong. Steve, let's play it. That Damn. is true. I'm back. See? I played one season of softball from my alleged I, friends talking into it. I hit he a uh, first base line drive, and I went running as fast as I could, and then I pulled my hamstring, and I was done for the season. Mm. Wow. It's a very short-lived career. I shouldn't have um, said nothing. You should have said nothing. <laughs> During the next um, answer video, what the hell is is Earl playing chess in the background? What's going on? Earl's producing. He's making graphics for today's show. These were recorded upstairs in, upstairs in, in the our office, office right? Yeah, Earl, Earl's making graphics that you see on today's show. It looks show. like he's playing chess. Well, little tease overtime segment. Just stick around, you'll see Earl do something else. Is all is my awesome. promise. It's promise you it's the funniest overtime segment we've ever done. Guaranteed. Okay. Question number five. Director Steve played drums for the Ohio University marching band. True or false? Boom, 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 boom. Did he play drums? Jay feels confident. I oh, did. I'm he's erasing my it. Second guessing himself. Jason says true. Tyvis says false. I don't Jay think he played false. the drums. Oh, he definitely played the he's drums. He's a drummer, oh. but I don't think he was a drummer in the OU band because he would have told us that. Let's find out. Well, I was band president, but it was in high school. I never played oh, drums for Ohio God. University. Yeah. Tyvis and Jay Crawford. I'm glad I changed my You should know. We're right should, there. You should know. So after five, our score, no, Tyvis has the... four. He has tied Bull. One more, and Bull cannot be champion. Jason has two. Jay has three. Our scoreboard has been cleaned up. Currently a one-point lead for Tyvis. Next one. Director Steve, <laughs> was that game seven of the 1999 oh World Series? Oh, my God. 97. Um, I was there. I don't remember seeing him. <laughs> Sit brag, bro. He is hilarious, man. Uh, but we did have a conversation. No, no, no. I take that back. You know what? I don't know. Yeah, we did not have a conversation. 
I feel good about this. I feel good about this. Tyvis says false. Jay says true. Jason says true. Two trues and a false. And the answer. Well, believe it or not, that one is actually true. Bang! I was in Miami at the World Series for Game 7. I was working freelance, and I saw Jose Mesa mess it up. You know what's funny? Because I wanted to say true so bad. I think Steve told me he actually been to every. I gave you, I gave you the swervy derb because I said, I was there. No, that's not why. And then I, I said, I don't, oh, wait, I remember having a conversation with him, and I do remember this conversation where he said he was there. But I had to say, no, 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 I know that was something games. else. I, 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 was I that correct that answer? Well, I, I wasn't listening as nothing you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just tell you that. You're now hilarious. tied at four apiece. <laughs> Question seven, two more to go. You can't finish, so I'm not worried about you. <laughs> two more to go. Speaking of which, I had an episode. Director Steve was the emergency backup for Slider while working for Sports Channel Ohio. It sounds like something he would do. Well, the funny thing is. Yeah. False from Tyvis. False from Jay. False from Jason. thousand percent. Three falses. Damn it. Let's take it, Steve. While it's true that I work for Sports Channel Ohio, it is completely false that it was Slider's backup. Because it was it's a it's an intern. It's the backup. We have a bunch of tiebreakers ready to go, by the way. So, so. we, so Bull is out. We, ha we have one more. You and I are now Bull tied at five. Bull how, is many, out. how many questions? And, have and where are you? You're up there. Four. He has four. I got four. So, I'm so lurking. going I'm lurking. against your gut has worked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. All right. We have last how many question left? before last. we go to tiebreaker. This is the last real question. This is yeah. it. Director Steve is a massive Madonna fan. True or false? Look at that face. I have That's no, that I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. He proud. Yeah, he is. He is. I'm just trying to go opposite them. It's for all the marbles. Tyvis says we false. We got a winner. <laughs> Jason says true. Jay says true, which means we will have a winner one way or the other. Steve, let's tell the people. Well, that one won. is true. Uh, Madonna was really big in the 80s when I was in college. Water music and actually going to the concert. What is the matter with you? <laughs> and there it is, Director Steve. Now we're going to bring Mike Kabinsky from the Cleveland Clothing Company out here. So I'm going to do some promo reads. Jay, you have earned the belt. How'd you like the Jeopardy touch with the extra production here? First of all, I want to congratulate you guys on a wonderful production elements. I Thank think that that. What I think we should do moving forward is whoever is the subject of our true and false moving forward, we should have the same exact production quality. So if Nick Chubb is the guy next week, you need to go to Nick Chubb and, and actually videotape him giving us all the answers. I love that. You know what was great, by the way? For the first time in forever, our camera worked. You see how crisp that was? It was great. They fixed it. We had to send it back three times to Sony. Sony finally has got it to a point where it Kudos works to Sony. exactly how that's it That's our field camera. Thank you. Yeah, that's our field camera. That's the yeah. one we shot Tyvis' thing with, and the zoom didn't work, and we had right. all the issues. <laughs> I remember. It is now working. All right, good. Anthony, Director Steve needs to talk to you before we bring Mike in here. While we're waiting for Mike, and Mike, thanks for coming in here. If we haven't told you guys already, let's remind you guys about our membership tiers. For $1.99 a month, that's less than 2 bucks a month. You get all the loyalty badges, custom emojis, membership-only community posts. It is pretty special. For $4.99 a month, Steve, what are you guys yelling about behind me? Director Steve is so flabbergasted that he was just the star of the show. He dropped the F word yesterday. Wait till you see what he said in overtime. I promise you it's worth it. And you can watch that overtime video if you are a coaches tier member. Overtime videos, member shoutouts, discount codes for merch, including from Cleveland Clothing Company. That's why Mike's here. And all the starter tier perks. Mike Kubinski from Cleveland Company now. What's up, Mike? Welcome, Mike. Welcome. I love your Hi. stuff. Oh, thank you. you. I love your stuff. <laughs> I just have an issue. <laughs> it's in the way. I just have an issue with how old I look. Is that really me? <laughs> I apologize for that. It wasn't me doing that. I'll, I'll tell my graphic designer, but Do I don't I think really you look that old. old. It's just, it's a, no, it's a caricature. Tell graphic designer, I think he So caricature, um, they, they you hone in on distinct characteristics, right. obviously, and then they accentuate them. <laughs> for the love of God, I look 90. <laughs> so <laughs> I must really look like <laughs> an artist. I mean, because I think everybody else is dead on. But I just... Yeah. 
So I got that That's out awesome. of the way. That's but awesome. I love so, the design. So you and, wanted a salt and, the, and pepper look. Oh God, I'm just all salt, bro. <laughs> am, am I that gray? I don't. Yeah, you are. I mean, my sidewalls. No, are you're gray. not that gray. You're not. That, that's like white. You're. You're. We could have added a, a little more dark, a little more shading. Salt and pepper. So in for there. version 2.0, we can have more pepper yes. than salt. Yes. Well, well, I have you know that I look I'm dead on. That's, that is me, one thousand percent. It is nice to be listen. On a you guys look so good. That's what makes me even more angry. I'm like, what the hell did I ever do to Cleveland <laughs> Company, where they he made everybody else in the picture look great, even Bull who does tend to have Beavis and Butthead teeth there. <laughs> if you look closely at it, it looks, uh, he's got a little like Beavis and Butthead look to him. And little T-Rex arms. And, and, <laughs> the little, but it looks like Bull. Yeah. Well, but you know what? They did get, they did get some, they did give me some bicep love. So I'm, I yeah. didn't, I'm just now noticing that. So that's cool. My daughter, <laughs> Ava, is so mad I'm not on the shirt. I'm like, honey, I wasn't part of the show when they designed it. She's I like, know. It doesn't matter. You should be on it. I'm like, well, we, I, what do you want me to do? We, I wasn't part could, of the we'll show. We'll have to have do an add-on. shirt and hand draw you <laughs> yes. in. Do a little add-on. We got the nonsense out of the way. Yeah. I, I love your designs. I love your, first of all, the commitment to Cleveland. We are the, I think we're the t-shirt capital of the world. We have to be, right? <laughs> it seems How like that, yeah. How did this whole thing for you get started? Um, I was actually just kind of bored. Um, so I'm a graphic designer right. and I was a junior designer at the time and I was doing package design. So like the bo backs of bottles and labels. And uh, so I was doing a lot of black and white precautions, directions, and I needed a creative outlet. So this, you know, just kind of was born out of that. There wasn't really anything like this at the time before we were the t-shirt capital of the world. You guys <laughs> kind of forged the way, didn't you? Kind of. Well, we, we have to talk about Daffy Dan first. Like he that's forged true. the yeah. way for all of yeah, us. Yeah, that's no, that's true. But uh, yeah, so we we're kind of like the, the renaissance of Daffy Dan. Do you have a favorite shirt that you've designed? Because there's been so many of them. Do you have yeah. one that you, just stands out to you? Um, I always like our fake surf club, the Burning River Surf yeah. Club, which <laughs> it, after designing it, I found out there are lakes, Lake Erie surfers. And really it is are. a real thing. So yeah, um, yeah that, was always, that was fun to do and make Cleveland a, a tropical place. And Jason's wearing one of my other favorite designs is vacation in Cleveland and yeah that is a so good one too it's a really good one I like the Cleveland's not so bad have a beer yeah <laughs> you have a lot of there you, you wear a lot of it yeah. he yeah. always says that that's his favorite I love that one all it those one. all those were born around the same time like we were getting a lot of hate from the national press and so we came up with vacation in Cleveland um Cleveland is not so bad have a beer <laughs> that was out of a, a Forbes like rated us like the 42nd worst city at the time, but then someone else rated it as the best place for micro brews. So put those together. It's not that bad. Come have a beer, have a good time, that's, and see what Cleveland's really about. And no, that's actually yeah. really creative. <laughs> I, I like that. You got any big projects coming up? What's the what's the latest thing that you that you about to release that we can pick? Up? Um, I mean, we're we're planning a lot for the year right now. Um, we just launched like our 216 design for a 216 day in February. You know, that, you know, cause you know, that's my birthday. <laughs> Shout out to me. That oh, is really nice. smart though. February, February 16th. 16th it's my birthday. It, it should be a massive day in Cleveland. It that is. Year. I was born. <laughs> like how bigger can it get? Okay. Eli. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I have a stogie that day. Uh, no, it is. It really is cool. Like it's, Everybody looks at their area code, you know, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. If you're Mr. 305 or we've yeah. got 216 that we love to rep and 440 doesn't get much love. <laughs> we've uh, tried and, to make a fake day. And there's not yeah. an April 40th, so there's no. never going to be a 440 day, but the 216 day, we love any excuse to throw a party. Yeah. And I think 216 should be a day where all city workers get off I agree. and most employers should look at it and I say, would agree. we'll and, give you that day off. And then you tip, and, you raise the cup and say, shout out Tyvus Pop. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ty. <laughs> Happy birthday. So what is the 216, what is that going to look like? Uh, so that? it's it's numbers 216, but the yeah. middle, the one is actually the terminal tower. Beautiful. Um, so we've launched that already. So you could order it now and then get it to wear on 216 rather than what we've done in the past is launch it on 216 day and you can't wear it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's there. You can, you can celebrate. And um, how difficult is it for you guys to get um, to get rights? Because I know that that is a great uh, question. Uh, the, the, I've, the industry is wildly creative when mm -hmm. it comes to doing brown spins mm -hmm. and guardian spins 
by using the colors, which nobody yeah. can trademark. Um, and it's clearly, if you look at it, oh, that's a brown shirt, but nowhere does it say it or do you have the logo? So what, what goes into that process? It's getting creative with, you know, things that go on or like events that have happened either in the past or current, like being timely with your teeth. So if something happens in a game, someone says something, just do, you do that and people kind of latch onto it. Um, we look at a lot of history and um, just kind of do what we are as Browns fans or, or sports fans in Cleveland, which is very tough sometimes, and we're very <laughs> diehard. And um, it's not it's about the experience and not really maybe about a certain team or thing like that. Like so. Where do people go if they want to look at your entire inventory, your catalog? What's how do they do that? Uh, you can go on our website at clevelandclothing.com or visit. Um, <coughs> we have four stores around Cleveland: one downtown on East Fourth Street. Mm -hmm. uh, we're at Crocker Park in Westlake. Um, Shaker Heights um, in the Van Aken district, and then we also have an Akron store in Summit Mall. I always feel bad going into the store on Fourth Street because I like to I like to like hold mm -hmm. the shirt and look at it, yeah. see the sizing and everything. But I can never fold them as perfectly as you can. <laughs> everything is in there like my mom board. did it. You know, yeah. everything is just perfectly folded, and I always I always wreck all that up. So I feel that's, bad when I go that's through okay. there and start digging through shirts. You're a shopper. It happens every day. <laughs> there's it's hard to fold t-shirts but somehow you guys like have your own system that you've patented that every shirt looks perfect it's very good training yeah and practice so. i'll have you know i you're never going to believe this but 60 pounds ago i worked at abercrombie in college <laughs> and got a lot of practice at folding those t-shirts <laughs> with those folding boards putting those boards in there oh and, yeah and make folding it look them good. perfectly and crisp and yep. so there is an art to it because i get them out of the dryer and i'm looking at it like guess I can fold this the arms in <laughs> and then fold it in half but now it's too wide it's not going to fit anywhere yeah, so then I, I typically just fold it in half again and stick it someplace sure, <laughs> I'm not very good at that I think I do the same thing it's yeah it's, it's hard it's, it's like folding technique. underwear it's like, come on you know there's nothing to it um the project you regret the most there's got to be one that you made and you're like well that didn't go over um not really regret. I don't know. We did one where it was a Browns theme design and it was the cycle or something like that. And so it's just oh, like, yeah. you know, it's start of the season and it's like, like excitement. And then oh, we've talked about it. Quarter, yeah. yeah. Quarterback goes down, you know, coaching, you know, then, you know, you just go through, it's like first loss and like all of that and go around and it's like end of the season, like coaching change. GM change and just keeps cycling, cycling. I misspelled a word in it once, and I was like, "Oh, oh no!" And it made it to print, <laughs> wow. and it went to print. So oh, people who have that, no. the whatever hundred people that actually have that design. So that's a collector's know. item because yeah. what, what, you just trashed all of them, then? No, they sold, and then someone pointed out that you have an extra letter right here. <laughs> oh, I was wow. like, "Sorry, I didn't." Yes. Oh my God. So if you have the proofreading department was not there that day. Yeah, so. um, I we were talking about that last week. I always called it like the the, the delusional week. So on Sunday, you get you get blown out. Yes. Team that you thought you could win. Monday, you don't want to hear the word Browns. Right. There will be nobody bringing up the game around me, or there's going to be hands thrown. And then Tuesday, you're a little better, but you still don't want to talk about it. Then Wednesday, you're like, who do we play Sunday? And then Thursday, you're looking at it saying, the Patriots. Well, that Brady hasn't been good the last three weeks. I mean, we could if we, you know, hey. And then by Friday, you're like, we got this. Yeah, we Saturday, got Saturday, you're partying because you know it's going to be a win. And then Sunday, the whole cycle goes back, and you're like, I'm done with this why team did I do this? forever. Yeah, why <laughs> am I putting myself through this? Have you ever made a shirt that, like, one of the professional teams have reached out to you about in a good or bad way? Um, not they don't really. want to work with you because no. it's taking money out of their pocket. <laughs> what about athletes? Has an athlete ever come to you and said, I want to do a design? Oh, yeah, we've worked with Bernie Kozar, um, Rocky Calavito. Do you have Bernie's last play? Is that you guys? Yes, that was that one, yeah. Uh, I have that shirt. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, he literally drew up the last play he ever had in Cleveland. He drew it up, basically. Yeah, we've worked with Steve Amiocic um, and a few other players. Yeah, That's Mark awesome. Price. How fun, what one. is that process like? Like, working with Bernie, what was that like? Um, it was actually pretty easy. I mean, we just, like... He came. I was like, I, "Why don't we do my last play?" Like, here it is. He like handed me the piece of paper and like, and we just drew it up and That's presented great. it to him. And he was, what's your best seller? Um, probably like our logo tees. Yeah. So it's the uh, guitar pick with the crossbones and CLE in it. Um, mm -hmm. That's been 
And who came up with that? Because I think that perfectly encapsulates Cleveland. Yeah, um, I did in 2010, 2009. That's awesome. Um, It went from a guitar pick, and then we asked, we added the crossbones for toughness and grittiness of the city and its people, and um, it's just become an icon. And yeah, it it definitely works. Mike, um, our shirts, I'm sure, just sold like hotcakes. Everybody had to have old Jay on their shirt. (laughs) Everyone needed an old Jay. G. Bush's family, his entire family, all the way back in Georgia, North Carolina, wherever it was, uh, bought them. A ton of them. So, yeah, they, they did pretty well. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> They're we, still selling. I sent someone yeah. a link for the T-shirts this weekend. So. Okay, very good. I like the uh, – I love the, the the logo design. I know you have them there. The black yeah. with the sort of neon um, outline of the city logo. I, I love that one. I think that one's really, really cool. And um, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for the having me. The website again. Give the address uh, one more Clevelandclothing.com. Cleve- How can you forget it's that? It's pretty easy. Clevelandclothing.com. Yeah. Four locations throughout the city. Um I, I'm guessing 75% of Cleveland has at least one of your shirts. I see them We're everywhere. We're, I'm going more and over. I, it might be over. It might be over. Um, and if you're everywhere. a Coaches Tier member, you get discount codes at Cleveland Clothing Company. The merch code for the 10% off is on our community tab page on YouTube under the Members Only Coaches tab. So Membership have it, has its privileges. Has its perks. Has um, perks. Can you imagine what it will be like when well, I can ask you firsthand. What was your biggest seller after the Cavs won the championship? Mm. Um, I mean, we made a championship shirt, right? Theme shirt, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was, it was just it went nuts, didn't crazy. It? Like we did close down for two hours so that our team could go to the parade and experience that, right? And everyone like East Fourth was actually empty, right? That time. No one was um, there, so it was actually good. Um, but yeah, that was so. A, when these teams are day. good, it's good for your business for sure. Yeah, like all any events downtown, like yeah, East Fourth is always packed, and we're we're excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I love your location. It's in the yeah. heart of everything. Yeah. And whenever there's a big crowd down there, and I go into the store, it's there's way more people in there than uh, there are workers. So I know it could get a little overwhelming <laughs> yeah. for you guys, but you do a great job. Mike, thanks very much. Thank for you coming so much. In. We yeah. appreciate it. ClevelandClothingCompany.com. Check out their inventory. Their whole catalog is there. Um, if you don't, if you're one of the minority in Cleveland that, that you don't have one of these shirts, mm. get one. Be part of the in crowd. I wear them all Ibis the time. Has many. <laughs> I wear them all the time. I know you do. You love them. You, you definitely. And rep Mike it. brought some swag for us, so we'll pass those. Out. Hey, uh, Wonderful. Anthony, you want to pass them out real quick, or Earl, you want to pass them out real quick? We got some shirts. Mike's gonna pass them out. Uh, awesome. Earl's gonna pass them out. Mike, thank you for bringing in that. I gotta suck my gut in. No problem. Thank you. I gotta. Yeah, suck we'll wear them probably on air. Cut a sponsorship wow. deal with you guys. He just wears. He's got an NIL <laughs> deal with them for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. I, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I think they should do a Jason Lloyd shirt <laughs> because he's no. been no. such a loyal customer. Me and Jason customer. weren't on the original, so just saying they they can put a chicken nugget on any shirt. So version 2.0. What do you think? I'm extra large. I'm an L. Large and in charge. And, and that doesn't stand for loss. That stands for large. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You're well, a Mike asked what sizes I'm just saying I'm an L. <laughs> I thought Bull and G were going to be here. I didn't want a mistake. Oh, wow, I do not have this one. So that's, that's outstanding. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. I like the design, too. I got that one. That's I think, my favorite I one. That, <laughs> yeah, that one's swag. I like this, that one a lot. I, You've worn this before. I think I had it on yesterday. And I've actually. seen it, and I'm like, I don't have that. I've got to get that. So now <laughs> here it is. Yesterday. That's awesome. And I've got two of those. I've got three of those. I've got them in all different colors. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. The script Cleveland is just, uh, nice. you can't go wrong with that. Thank you. thank you very much, Mike. We yes, appreciate thank it. You. Yeah, thank you. Mike, as you leave, I'm not sure if you saw, but your guy's script, Cleveland Clothing Company script, is in the front of the table right there. I see, yeah. We have incorporated you guys fully into the UCSS family. You bet. And we appreciate it. Mike, thanks. Thank you. Done. The yeah. shirts are great. I kid about me looking 90. I must really look that way <laughs> because everybody else to me is right on point. So I must really look like I'm 90 years old, and I apologize. I hate that. to break it to you. Dude. Yeah, that's pretty good. Bro. <laughs> you've got a job. If this thing falls through, you've got a job waiting for you. That's well done. I thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, here's how I fold mine. I <laughs> fit in my drawer. All right, uh, where are we going from there? I just got to do a couple of promos real quick. Get okay. The, uh, get the things in here. Built Bar. If you guys don't know, Built Bar is the official protein bar of everybody in Cleveland, including Cleveland Clothing Company. Yes, Anthony. Yes. Uh, Built Bar, very special, special place in our heart, very special place in my stomach as I try to bulk up for the stand-up routine. I'll be looking so big that when you guys throw tomatoes at me, just my pinky's going to chop that bad boy in half. <laughs> I've been using promo code LOCKDOWN15 at built.com for all my built bars. You guys should too. 
Also, we got the memberships. We have a very special overtime membership video today. Uh, I promise you, it will make you laugh. I probably that's, that's my promise to you. It is not a joke. It is an that's outtake like, from earlier, but it will make you laugh. And as always, if you want to watch Jay chaser. smoke terrible cigars, <laughs> let's just cut off the codes right now and show Jay. Jay, Jay, we talked about cigars yesterday. Jay's never smoked. Not once in my life. I, I didn't believe you yesterday. I believe you now. Well, I'm the way I'm smoking, though, I'm, I'm mimicking Eli. If, can we show that video again of him smoking a cigar? <laughs> Anthony gets back to pull up tag board. Yes, we can. He looks we're, like, we're the, moving, he looks like a high here. school kid at the prom. That's what he looks like. With his very first cigar ever. I mean, I could bring cigars and we could all smoke them on set. How do you think that would go over? That would go over real well. <laughs> <laughs> the fire marshal would come racing down here we, in a heartbeat. We should do it when one of our teams win the championship. You know, I've never smoked a cigar, but I might, I might hit a cigar. Might, if yeah. if the Browns ever won a Super Bowl, I would probably do that. We could smoke a cigar for a Super Bowl? One time. And it would, I would probably cough would my choke, way to my grave. To death. What, I probably would. That's what people feel about me drinking. It was like when you got married, when you got kids. Yeah, that's you've yeah. never had a drink. No, I'm good. Ever tempted? No. If you ever, I smell there, it and I just be like, you drink that? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I don't eat seafood. Oh, I love seafood. Is there ever anything that could happen that would say, you know what? I'm taking a drink. So it's funny that you say that. At 28 years old, I said to myself. It's too late. That's something you got to start when you like, you know, kids mess around when they under the age and they shouldn't be able. Yeah, to no one at 28 you, ever says, you, yeah, I've been meaning to start. Start picking up smoking. It's too late. So it's like, nah, I think I'm going to just go ahead and ride into the sunset. Uh, you know what? Do you, brother. <laughs> right. There's nothing. There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with that. Die. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Now, have you ever smoked anything of any kind? I've hit a stogie before. See, I've never done any of that. Stogie. I've he never inhaled anything. Yeah, <laughs> he's been smoked. <laughs> what was that? What was that guy's name? At Channel Eight, his arch nemesis. Oh, oh yeah, Jake Moody. Jake, you Jake know, Moody. I, I love that you remember his name. Jake, is it Mo- Mooney? Jake Mooney. I, lo- I just love that you remember that. that. I just, you know, tell him I'm looking for him. Whoever. Do you think Jake this, Moody smoked a cigar after that play, Davis? Nah, they have, he he was worried about other. Players. He's still living on that though. I could care less. He's still living <laughs> on that. that he's I, at Channel Eight, didn't we figure out? He's at Channel Eight. I think 8? someone did I'm say he's a sales exec at Channel Eight. He'll go and tell his kids. Are, the, are Channel Eight people he, allowed in this building? Is the question. Could we bring Jake Mooney in? Yeah, we could. Of course we could. Here's the thing though. I don't want you really want. I, <laughs> if if I just if look at I him had, and discuss, I know you hours. do. But if I had played <laughs> against you. And I beat you on, for a touchdown, and you went on to become captain of the Ohio State football. Buckeyes, and you were defensive player of the game in the national championship game. Hell yeah, I'd get a well, t-shirt so, from the so, Cleveland so Clothing me, Company that said, I burned Tyvus. So let me tell you, the, the second worst thing that happened to me when I was in high school, after I committed to go to Ohio State, I was, we was playing, I can't remember who we was playing, but we was running a jet sweep, and this DN shot the gap and, get, and TFL'd me. And after he tackled me, he got up and threw the Oh, did he really? <laughs> they, they flagged him. Oh, Taunting. So, so they flagged him, and my coach declines it. Said, that's what you get. <laughs> oh, that is a great story. He declined oh, it. Wow. He declined it. Said, that's what you get. You be wearing all that red cleats and red hat. I'm glad he did it. <laughs> wow. That is a First of all, that's, that's a great smack move. <laughs> Throwing the block O up on you after he nails you for a tackle for loss. Kids is hilarious. But kids do the darndest things. Kids are funny. <laughs> I mean, especially that age. High school kids crack me yeah. up. Especially athletes. I mean, they're just, it's just a funny, a funny group. Funny group. Uh, are we going to go to final takes already or what? We're a little early. We we want to talk Scott Rowland real quick. Let's talk Scott Rowland. He's going into the Hall of Fame. His career was interesting to me. Mm. Um, He made seven all-star teams. I don't even know who he is. So that's a problem because (laughs) you're not a major diehard baseball fan, but you know Barry Bonds. I sure. You know Roger Clemens. I sure do. You know Sammy Sosa. I do. You know Mark McGuire. And and they stop it right there. And they're not going in. See, and that's the problem. I can care less about who goes to Cooperstown until Mark McGuire gets in. I think he he deserves it. It, it, The steroid use thing. Listen, I get it. But at, the, at some point, you still got to put the bat on the ball. Like it, if it, it was a town, right? That's why. That's my point. My point is, just because. Listen, the minor leagues were littered with guys using steroids because yeah. they wanted to make the big paycheck. Yeah. 
And just because you take steroids doesn't mean you're going to have inflated numbers. Um, he averaged 25 home runs a year for his 17-year career. That, that's, a, that's a good number. It really is. But it's not 40. No. You know, to me, the benchmark is 500 kind of rubber stamps you in. There's very few players do that you, have hit 500 that aren't in. So now that all these guys that can't get in, do you think that the Hall of Fame will become watered down? Well, I'll, I'm glad you said that because to me, what we're seeing now is a product of exactly what you just said. In 21, there was no induction ceremony mm -hmm. because nobody met the bar. I wrote down some numbers that I wanted to use to make this point. His first year on the ballot, you got to be out of the game five years to be on the ballot. Scott Rowland's first year on the ballot, he received 10% of the vote. <laughs> now, you've got to get to 75%. That's alarming. That is, that's, and, and wow. The biggest argument for me making, and I love Scott Rowland. He was a good guy and was a very serviceable, successful player. By the way, eight gold gloves. That's nothing to shake, shake that, a stick say, at. That's really but good. But Omar, by the way, whose number, Omar will not get in, and he, there's off-the-field reasons for that. But Omar had 13 gold gloves or whatever the number yeah. was. Like, he was a perennial gold glover. But after his first year, Roland's numbers went like this. 10%, 17%. Then it doubled to 35%. Then 53%. Then 63%. And finally this year, 76%. How many, how many chances do you get before you can? 10? So he was on Are you seven? On, I, I think, think you're 10. on for 10. I think that's right. So this, is, this was seven for him? Yeah. And I could be wrong on that. It might be seven. I don't know because I think Clemens is now he, he Clemens and Bonds now go to the Veterans, the Veterans committee. committee. So it might and I don't know. They've probably been out of the league for ten years. I think it's ten. I should know that. But well, that's that's as Bull would 10. say. That's a bad job by me. Well, okay, it is ten years. So you, it's not a bad job by me. Do you want me to make the case for Scott Rowland why he's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, there is a case to be made, by the way, for that. I think there absolutely is. I just is. made the case for why I don't think he is a Hall of Famer. It's silly that, like, like he hadn't done anything since I know. he got 10% of the vote. That's what him. drives me nuts. <laughs> he hasn't weird. had a hit, hit a home run, <laughs> made a defensive play since 10% of the block thought he was a Hall of Famer. My now biggest, he's at 75%? Is my biggest problem with the Hall of Fame in general, any sport, baseball is the worst of it. If you have to ask yourself, is that's my point too. Hall of Famer, it's either a yes or no answer. It's not yes in five years. Skip it's not Bayless yes in used seven to say years. that. It's a yes or no that's, answer. Skip I agree. used to say this. Skip said if you have to think about it or go to Google, the answer is no. It's not the Hall of Very Good. It's that, the Hall of Fame. They watering it down. That's what I'm saying. Why should he be in the Hall? Because it, I, listen, I don't think WAR is the end-all, be-all metric, but I think it's I know. A, but I think it's a pretty good indicator of how you wins rank above eras. replacement. Wins above replacement. Yeah. He has a higher WAR than Manny Ramirez. I know he does. He's on par with Gary. I just looked it up. He's on par with Gary Carter, who's widely regarded. Now a lot of that has to do with his defense. Okay. Because he was a gold glove defender. He's he's right with Derek Jeter in war. Larry Walker, who's a Hall of Famer. Jim Tomey, who's a Hall of Famer. I know. So he's right there. I mean, defense is just as important to the game as offense. This like, is where I'll, I'll make the argument against war. Because I think stats are can be very useful in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And I think they're very misleading in other situations. Analytics. You're using war. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Again, he played a different position than Manny Ramirez and yeah. Derek Jeter. Yeah. So, to me, it's not apples and apples. The expectation of a third baseman when it comes to power is that 25 20 to 25 home runs a year. He averaged 25 for his career. So I don't want to see you just meet the bar. Unless you're Brooks Robinson, who is probably the greatest defensive third baseman of all time. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Brooks Robinson, I'm going to need more out of your bat than 25 home runs a year to put you into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You're a, you're a perennial all-star. Mm -hmm. You were a great player. But were you 
Hall of Fame worthy. And, and that's where I think to use war see, that, as way, that standard, I think that's a little misleading. The way I look at Hall of Fame is this. Give me, give me a Hall of Fame third base guy that was good offensively and defensively. Well, Brooks Rob, Mike Schmidt. Mike, yeah. Okay, Mike Schmidt. Are you saying that he and Mike Schmidt is the same? Yeah, they're right now they're in the same club, and I think that's a disservice to Mike Schmidt. And here's one of my other issues too, and once again, this goes back. If you don't have unbelievable postseason success, which I do think puts you in a separate category. Right. Question for you three, and I'm sure if any of you know this answer, I'll be shocked. What's the highest Scott Rowland ever finished in an MVP vote? I'd say fifth, sixth, yeah. if that high. If that high. He had one season. Third. Where he finished fourth. Dang. Okay. That was close. One se- he never finished in the top three in MVP voting. And in baseball, it split up AL and NL. Right. Never was at one point in the season he considered one of the three most valuable offensive players or position players. Players. In his, yeah. I guess his pitchers count. Yeah. Never top three. If yeah. you're not in that cat, I just – he, the Baseball he, Hall of Fame is so screwed up in other now, ways, but, but, I, but it's just so watered down. I, I, it is screwed up, but here's where I, here's why I think they're there. In 21, there was no induction class. Yeah, They had to vote and someone in. They had to. They had to yeah. because you can't <laughs> keep going year after year. with no, That is baseball's day to shine. Outside of, you know, obviously the postseason. It's a day where everybody that's a fan of the sport looks to celebrate the greats mm-hmm. and what the what the establishment has decided and by establishment I mean the writers in this case because they're the ones that put you in yeah. or keep you out they have made the decision that if there was a hint of steroid use around your career you are not going to Cooperstown there are exceptions Mike Piazza is in Piazza was a guy who I think everybody widely agreed that this guy this guy used there are other guys that I think there's that same at least question mark around their careers that they are clearly taking a stand on and saying, no, you are not getting in. So what is that? So that era of the 90s that gave us Manny Ramirez, Mm. David Ortiz, Sammy Sosa, Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, these guys who are explicably tied to steroid use, they're not going in. So what we're going to have at the Hall of Fame is an era of the game that is widely underrepresented. That's why Scott Rowland's going in. And it almost makes it worse because when he's the only one going in and he's the entire focus. Well, Fred McGriff is going in weekend. on the veterans because Freddie was voted in on the veteran side, yeah. which, by the way, I thought Freddie's career I was, thought Freddie deserved to be man, in years ago. Freddie had 500 McGuire. home runs. Why isn't he in? They're not going to let Mark McGuire in. No, no. <laughs> the veterans, the, the, he might eventually get in. This is All those guys. Mark, Mark, if Mark McGuire get in, I'm, I'm canceling my plans, and I'm going. You're going. Yeah, I'm See, going. he was your favorite. That was my dude. Yeah. <laughs> he was, was listen. Dude. What's interesting is baseball has always been the hardest one to get. Basketball, they let anybody in. They open the door. I know they do. Basketball lets everybody in. There's no – I've talked to – elite NBA players who are upset with how easy it is and how watered down because it's just a basketball. Was literally walked out of a test tube one day with muscles. Like, I mean, he was, if you talk to anybody that knew Lyle Alzado, and for those of you that don't Google his career, he played with the Browns most famously with the Raiders had an unbelievable career. He was an animal. He was just, he was a, he he had needle marks everywhere. (laughs) And, Pincushion. He literally was a pincushion. And it's funny how the sports view steroid use differently. Mm-hmm. Guys get suspended for it in the NFL, and DeAndre Hopkins will resume his career as if nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah. But if you were even whispered to have been around someone that used steroids, yeah. oh, well, you know what? He played in the with the A's in the 90s, and you know what the Bash Brothers were doing? It's a wrap. Yeah. You're tainted you forever. It's funny how the sports view you so differently. Get a hold of yourself, man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> he had needle marks. <laughs> he had needle Bro, marks. he did. Lyle Alzado was a look freak. Him <laughs> look, him up. look him up. Look him up right now. You his, don't know Lyle First of all, his picture, he looks like he just walked out of a jungle. <laughs> like, And he was as crazy as his pictures look. I can't believe you don't know Lyle Alzado. Well, look, why would he? He wasn't even born <laughs> wow. when Lyle Alzado was dead. God, probably. we are so old. Lyle died of an enlarged heart. Tyvis, I I have oh, you're right. He did have a brain. You said what? That is. You don't know Lyle Alzado. Uh, he said he don't know who that is. Well, Man, he probably I'm quit playing in the, in the early 80s. They weren't even born yet. Yeah. But he was like a legendary player. I know he was. I in his day, he was. Yeah. 
Um, but, I mean, the guy was a known steroid user, and he was celebrated for his entire career. That was 77? He's probably in the Pro Football Hall Look of Fame. At this dude. <laughs> I, I told you. Yeah. He Look was, like, he was right off the, he was central casting <laughs> for a football player from the 70s and 80s that used steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And he was celebrated. Who's the guy know? from the program? Remember the, the, the juice? Oh, yeah. Dude? I yeah. The program. That's, him. <laughs> That's him. That's him. That's Lyle. <laughs> Latimer. What did uh, Latimer? They and you know Latimer. what? There are a lot of former Browns that are still living that could come on this program and tell us stories that would blow our minds. Because oh, I've yeah. heard stories about Lyle in in team settings that are just like no way that happened. And everybody said, no, it happened. <laughs> that, that, was, that was Lyle Elzada. They should make a movie about that guy. All right, we're out of time. Uh, I want to tease overtime, and I want to take a special second to do this because McNuggets, who is now a comedy expert, <laughs> now that he's boning up on how to do stand-up on February 8th at Hilarities, if you don't have your tickets, act now. They're going fast. He tells me that this is going to be the funniest overtime we've ever done. Yeah, Jason, who wasn't supposed to be here, I showed him it yesterday. Jason, will you test? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. It's really good. I can't wait to see it. I'm scared. I'm nervous. It's supposed to be the funniest soundbite in Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show history. Yeah, we don't have a ton of soundbites in the history of the show, so it's definitely unquestionably the funniest. All right, Uh, so. Tomorrow, Duquel and free agent targets for the Browns. Awesome. That's the plan. All right, we're going to overtime. We'll see you there, and we'll see you back here tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.